Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Tuesday the 13th of June. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk. Coming up, the COVID-19 inquiry into the government's response to the pandemic will finally begin its first public hearings this morning. Asking everyone to take a lateral flow test before they arrive. I think we all know what the outcome of the inquiry is going to be, don't we? Meanwhile, the Privileges Committee in the Commons, as they're reporting to Partygate, will publish tomorrow ruling that Boris Johnson did lie to Parliament. And a mother of three has been jailed for more than two years uh, for inducing an abortion after the legal limit. 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. Um, thank you very much indeed for your company. Really appreciate you joining me. There is, as always, a lot to talk about. A lot of it is about uh, Boris Johnson and Rishi Sunak, spat, spat, who said what, who's to whom. Um, we've now got Nadine Dorries, as you would have uh, seen or heard on uh, Piers Morgan show last night, and a piece she's written for the Mail today, um, talking about the sinister forces that she claims stopped her from getting her peerage. And of course, that uh, woman jailed for taking an abortion pill around seven and a half months pregnant. Very controversial story. Oh, in the small matter of Donald Trump going to federal court on the most serious 
charges against him yet. And the busiest day of the year for channel migrants so far, recorded on Sunday. Those figures came out from the Home Office yesterday. 616 arrivals on 12 small boats. Brilliant. Everything's going swimmingly, folks, just in case you were wondering. Well, it is on this show because I'm delighted to say I've got commentator Sam Armstrong joining me in the studio this morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, Julia. Um, and we have lots of different TVs in the studio. You know, we're showing all the different channels. There are other stations available. And I've just seen one flash up on one TV station. And they've got uh, John Edmonds, who was one of the sage advisors in his face. And it's been cropping up for the last couple of days. And all of the great and the good who were advising the government on COVID policy are certainly out and about oh my goodness they've all asked to give their evidence and talking about how lockdowns were definitely the right thing but we didn't do enough planning for covid and um what i love is that we know that sage never discussed lockdown once before they actually locked down because it was such a stupid mad crazy thing to do it being ruled out in all pre-pandemic planning by the world health organization and our country and everywhere else as well and yet we did it anyway um today's covid inquiry first public hearings finally start today 10 o'clock uh, we'll be taking the opening statement from a uh, baroness Hallett live um, on, on Mike's show at the Independent Republic at 10 o'clock. There is then going to be a 17-minute video um, featuring families who lost loved ones largely. Um, I doubt very much if it's going to feature people who lost their businesses, children who've now uh, you know, got anxiety and mental health problems and self-harm, uh, those who've lost children to suicide or, or, or those who lost, you know, their, I mean, I know two couples who've got divorced because of lockdown. Um, I, you know, or, you know, I bet it doesn't feature any of those people, does it? It doesn't feature, it won't feature all the children whose, whose health is going to be ruined forever and ever because our country is going to be so much poorer. None of that is going to feature. Um, and then we discovered yesterday, and I tweeted this out when I saw it, that, that, that everyone is being asked to take a lateral flow test before attending. And you are entitled to wear a mask, but they won't, they won't tell you what kind of mask to wear. Does that not tell you, I mean, just, all, just those facts themselves, does that not tell you that we already know what the outcome of this inquiry is going to be. Yeah, the sheer chutzpah of these people with NHS waiting lists through the roof. Excess deaths three years on, where are they? Through the roof. There will be, that 220,000 figure will be repeated again and again and again. And yet nobody, nobody will be talking about the fact that people are dying now from heart attacks, from cancers, from complications, from knee operations that could have been done really easily because this country was locked down. And they won't be talking about the fact that men this year, men in particular, will commit suicide because their businesses are going through the floor because the economy has gone nowhere because of the decisions we made. Biggest killer of men under 45, I think, suicide. That's right. And by yeah, the it's way, not COVID, and so there you, won't be a press yeah, conference and, on it at six o'clock in the evening. And do you, know, do you know what didn't kill people under the age of 45 or under the age of 60 or under the age of 70 unless they balloon themselves to 40 stone? COVID. Um, yeah, but there, there were COVID deaths. I know people who are under that age who, who did die of COVID. I know people who've been in ICU. I've never not taken COVID seriously. I had COVID twice and actually was really quite unwell both times. But exactly, it was certainly was never. Well, there, there was nothing that we learned since that actually suggested that actually the information we had at the beginning meant that we should have locked down. We, there's a lot of talk still. Well, we didn't know. We didn't know. Look, and I and I signed up to it. I mean, I didn't think we should lock down sooner. Um, but when we locked down at the beginning, I I, I was supportive of it. Um, I my bad, my bad. Not an epidemiologist, but if I'd know, I have been an epidemiologist. I would have known that it was a mad thing to have done, and copying China was not the right thing to do. But this is the thing. Very very early on. 
it was very clear uh, domestic violence charities, cancer uh, charities and specialists, um, uh, uh, people who work in teaching, not, not the National Education Union, people who actually care about children. Very, very early on, um, anyone who knew about the economy was people were saying, this is a disaster. This is going to go horribly well. We've got to come out of it. And yet, you know, on and off, two years, this went on. The, the, the only stuff I see in the media about this COVID inquiry, this, the, the question marks about it is, you know, there is concern and anger that the representatives of the COVID-19 families aren't getting to have their say. They wanted 20 people to be speaking and none of them have been chosen. You think, look, I'm really sorry for anyone losing their loved ones. It's a terrible thing. And we will all lose our loved ones and they will lose us at some point. Death happened before 2020, by the way. 1,600 people die every single day. And most of those people are in their 80s and 90s because that is when we die. Now, if we're lucky, if we're lucky. And most of these people, when you see someone interviewed on the telly and they say, this is awful, my, my relative died in a care home. And, you know, and look, there were people who died in care homes because their loved ones weren't able to visit them and they weren't given proper care. They weren't given proper food. They, and they basically were, were left to rot because of COVID policies. And there were people who died of COVID in care homes and they were seeded in and there were loads of faults so we need to talk about them but I just don't think that the whole focus of this inquiry should be based on the family members of people in their 90s whenever you look these up people on you see people on the BBC and the ITV and Sky going my mother died you look up their name invariably they were you know 95 and living in a care home realistically statistically um, they they probably couldn't have lasted a cold winter. I know that's an awful callous-sounding thing to say, but it's the reality. Whereas you've got millions and millions of children who missed out on education and, and hundreds of thousands of people in their 30s and 40s who've got children who, who didn't get a cancer diagnosis and who will die before their children reach 18. That, to me, is what the focus should be on. And I don't believe that is what the focus is. And when I saw yesterday this just extraordinary extraordinary uh, um, the covid inquiry policy uh, for the uh, for, for on covid and they said um uh, testing. We are asking all staff and visitors to take a lateral flow test. Staff and visitors attending daily, a test at the beginning of each week. For staff and visitors attending on individual days, a test in advance of attending. I mean they also meant, said, you know, staff at the inquiry who want to or are more comfortable wearing a face mask can do so, while face masks are no longer compulsory. If any visitors attending hearings wish to wear a face mask and are more comfortable wearing face masks, they can do so. I mean, they're, they're literally living back in 2021 now. Yeah, I, I, I almost see uh, Baroness Hallett as like that Japanese soldier that's yeah. on the island yeah. still fighting the Second World War. And look, what's the point of the inquiry? The point of the inquiry is what happens when the next pandemic comes around? Exactly. Are we going to be better to place this? This isn't necessarily it? about pointing fingers and let's let's, you know, let's parade, uh, you know, Matt Hancock through the streets. No. And, and look, you know, all due respect to these families, but. I don't wish to be unkind. What on earth can they tell us about how to yeah. deal with the next pandemic? What are we going to learn from them? What great insights have they got to offer on the epidemiology you, yeah, models? Yeah. You, you, lost, you lost a loved one. We are sorry. It's um, Sadly, it's completely irrelevant to what would be relevant would be, yeah, OK, the PPE, um, you know, the policy of allowing uh, people that, you know, to leave NHS hospitals and then go to a care home, but without being isolated. Yeah, that's relevant. But the perspective of the person who lost their loved one, it, it, I'm sorry, in terms of evidence, 
as opposed to the impact of these policies is is irrelevant. But again, well, we're just granny killers for saying that, apparently. But I mean, it might be better that than a child killer is what I say, which is what lockdowns do. Yeah, and it's reflective of this horrible culture in our country that I call the Grievance Olympics. Oh, that, gosh, that, you know, yeah. the, emote, the, emote, the emote. The more harm you've suffered, the more of a victim you are, the more you have to offer us in terms of learning. Bananas. Yeah. It's wrong. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. The more you know, the more you have to offer us. And sadly, these families, they are not trained epidemiologists. They're not trained government managers or anything. No. They shouldn't be giving evidence to the committee. It needs to go quickly in case another pandemic comes around quickly. This is it. Other countries have already completed theirs. They've not done something so, so wide ranging. And that's the worry that's going to focus at the beginning on like pre-pandemic planning. Look, you know, and whether austerity impacted on it. And you just... Basically, I mean, the COVID inquiry is basically a Guardian newspaper talking points. A question I'm asking you this morning. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, What do you hope that the COVID-19 inquiry will achieve? What do you hope? I just want to keep it wide ranging. I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can text me on 8722. Put the word talk at the start of your message. You can tweet me at Talk TV. You can also call me. I'd love to hear from you on 0344 499 1000. That's 0344 499 1000. We'll get as many of your calls on air as well. Uh, up next, we are going to take a break. Then we're going to be talking about Boris Johnson, this war of words with Rishi Sunak, which is quite extraordinary. Um, and the Privileges Committee expected to publish tomorrow. But uh, we've already on the front page of the tomorrow or today's Times, we've already got a preview of what they are going to say in the small matter of Donald Trump and channel migrants. You name it, they just keep on coming. This is Talk Breakfast. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.